Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about four principles to improve one's life, and these involve practical happiness. So stay to the show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, April the 30th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show is not live and has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept call-in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the May issue of the Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations beginning on May 2nd. We do thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy at one of our 270 distribution locations for you to take home to read, remember, you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine. We do have almost four years of past issues on our website. You can view it. You can print it. You can forward it, etc. It's all free. In addition, you can view the 2022 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Our friends at the Arclitex Dermatology, part of the Willis Knighton Physician Network, will offer a free skin cancer screenings on Monday, May the 2nd, as part of Melanoma Awareness Month. If you're not aware, melanoma is the deadliest form of skin cancer and can be effectively treated when identified at an early stage. The Bossier screenings will be conducted at 2300 Hospital Drive, Suite 400, from 8 a.m. to 12 noon and then from 1 to 5 p.m. The Shreveport screenings will be conducted at 1811 Eastburg Coons Industrial Loop, Suite 160, from 8 a.m. to 12 noon and again from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Reservations for screening is available online at wkhs.com or by calling this number 318-212-8225. Again, call for reservations for the screening on this day, May the 2nd, 318-212-8225. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abears, Tenant Country of Streetport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 
Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Abers Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Miss Pamela Gail Johnson, who is the author of a book called Practical Happiness: The Four Principles to Improve Your Life. And I've asked her to come on our show to discuss her book and those four principles to help one improve their lives. So thank you, Pamela, for taking time to educate me and also my many radio listeners out there to prove our, improve our lives via some of your practical happiness principles. Well, thank you for inviting me on to visit with you and all of your listeners today. Well, I want to mention one thing before. I always love to give uh, certain authors and people on my guest kudos. I've read your book twice, and I, I highly recommend it to my listeners out there. It's a, it's a, I say it's an uplifting book, and uh, it's, it's, it made me think a lot. Your, your four principles, uh, if you apply them correctly, and you've given some helpful hints on how to. I love it when, when authors, you know, actually show you a guide and show you some some charting to how how you can implement it and uh, I think that that's a a great kudo in any particular time of of help book these days some of them you have to think about designing a form or designing a way to to help you uh, implement some of the tactics so again Pamela I congratulate you on that and I again I think it's a very very good book and very good uh, it it was enlightening for me and that's why I decided after I read it to uh, Let's give her a call and see if she'll be a guest on my radio show. Oh, that just makes that just makes my heart smile and feel all happy today to, so, to know that you uh, read it and you enjoyed it. So I I want to want to mention what what inspired you to write this book. Well, I'm also the founder of the Society of Happy People, and we are celebrating our 23rd year. I think I'd have to do math, but uh, we started in 1998, and. Uh, so I've been kind of doing happiness for a long time. It's, it's, it's been part of everything. We started three national holidays. So I've always had a goal of help of helping people notice more of the happiness that's already taking place in their their lives. I think a lot of times we let our happiness zappers, which is one of the principles, uh, consume us to the point that we really do, we either don't notice it or we just dismiss it. The, the, you know, there's so many happy moments that we actually experience pretty much every day. I mean, there's obviously certain situations we might not be experiencing them, but in most of, most of our situations, there's an abundance of happiness taking place, even even in the midst of some happiness outbursts. So I, I I I think you touch on it a little bit in the book, but let's let's give our listeners what, what was the impetus of you starting a society of happy people did, did you see there was not a lot of that it needed to be formally organized and uh, and where was it founded well I was in I was living um, in Dallas at the time you probably remember you know in the 90s of kind of the era of self-help if you will so there was a bazillion talk shows on self-help there was talk radio about self-help seminars I was actually working for a substance abuse uh, treatment center and then uh, a publisher that focused on, on self-help and in that time frame in the 90s and it just seemed like there was a lot of focus on the what's wrong and so I was teaching empowerment classes at the time and people wanted me to start you remember print newsletters you would get in the mail was was kind of a 
thing at the time. People wanted me to start it, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work. So but I was playing with it. I'm like, what, would, what, what, what columns would I have in there? And I thought, well, what is empowerment? To some degree, it's when you can look back on some of your wounds and, and, and laugh. And I don't mean laugh at the pain that the wound caused, but you can see there's some humor in the situation. And it's not every situation, but a lot of our situations. So I was like, I think I want a humor column on the back of my newsletter. A humor column <laughs> would be would be good yes. um, to get people laughing. And, and so then I was just playing with that, and I'm like, I, I saw a bunch of people, and I'm thinking of, like, Mardi Gras, so Louisiana. Definitely. Definitely. I've, I've seen people wear, like, Mardi Gras masks, and they're all happy, and they're chit-chatting. And they're wearing masks because they don't want any parade rainers coming in to their meeting and knowing who they are. They, and they're just chatting about happiness. And I'm like, you know, they're the secret society of happy people. So we were actually the secret society of happy people for about 20 years. And on our 20th, we, we dropped the secret part. Um, but, yeah, and, I, and so I would be telling people about my brilliant idea for an essay. And I would... They would say, oh, let me know when you join that club. I want to join. And our, our tagline at the point that time was, are you happier than you admit you are? And, I'm, and I wasn't asking people to pretend to be happy if they weren't, but I was just asking them to think about what do you talk about? So if you're not talking about happiness or about, you know, the things you like about your life about 50% of the time, the things that make you feel good, then you probably need to make some changes. And that doesn't mean that those things that don't make you happy are, you know, they're going to be, they're, they're there. None of us walks through a day without happiness efforts, or I haven't met that person yet, and I know a lot of happy people. It's The difference is, is how do they manage those happiness efforts? How much of their happiness are they are they letting that particular zapper zap away? They, we, we sometimes wanted to say happiness is a choice, and there's, truth to that on some of the happiness zappers, but sometimes happiness zappers, you just have to feel your way through them. That doesn't mean that your every day is just full of unhappiness, but it does mean it's, you know, you lost someone, or you lost a pet, or you lost a career that you loved, or, or just different things that you, usually unhappiness deals with loss. You don't just really wake up and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm okay. I've passed all the grief and the sadness, and you know, those are those are journeys, but it doesn't mean happy moments still don't take place during them, and you just have to notice them. And and like I said, we always wanted people to notice the happiness that's happening, and and focus on on that. That's our holiday name change to Happiness Happens Month and Happiness Happens Day. That that's important. That that but happiness hopefully will occur each and every day. But you know, why just have one day? It's it's a recognition. <laughs> Don't you think everyone should be as happy as they can every day? Well, we, we actually hope that. So hopefully, if you like, we always have a theme for Happiness Happens Month, which is 31 days. Hopefully, if you're participating for the full 31 days, it helps you build that habit. Because it's so easy to focus on what we don't like. Uh, part of that's just genetics and our DNA. Part of that is... We live in a culture of sensationalized headlines that always want to, you know, trigger fears and make us scared. We live in a, you know, it's, if you walk in and you're like, you know, I am so excited because my husband this morning woke up and he made breakfast for me and it just helped me get the kids off of school and he's just, you know, a real mince and I just, you know, adore him. 
usually you don't get your uh, friends or office chatter, you know, checking into like how great their spouse is. Uh, usually, you know, people are looking at you like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Whereas <laughs> if you walked in and complained and said, you know, I'm annoyed, he's being a jerk, he left the socks on the floor, you're going to get, well, my husband did blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so you're, we, we don't really have, you know, we don't usually, we don't, I don't, and, and compa- happiness isn't, can't be competitive really because it's a competition within yourself, if, if anything, but we don't try to one-up each other on our happy stories typically it's it's usually the stories of where we're annoyed uh, that we that we do that so to, to reflect that i used to be in the workplace i used to be a home health care administrator and i had let's say oh, about 700 uh ladies of all ages that were my nurses cnas physical therapists i had and i only had a very few men part of the organization but i was the administrator and i will tell you you know, I'm, I'm a as I told you, I'm a pretty positive person, and I love hearing positive things about families and their kids and their husbands, and if they were, you know, engaged, etc. Majority of my staff and nurses always, would, if they would convey to me in the in the conference room or in the, the, the breakout room, for some reason, they wanted to be they wanted my take on negative issues. And I, you know, mm-hmm. it was like amazing. And I said, I'm sure there's positive. I, you know, one of my, I remember Dorothy. Isn't there a lot of positive things in your life now? And she said, Well, I don't like my husband. I think he's hurrying around. I said, You know, I said, Well, I, I'm sorry that's the case, but you're not happy with him. And she said, I've never have been. And you know, it's sad. Uh, I said, You well, should have got counseling a long time ago, not not after six six years of being married to him. So, I mean, I tried to be the marriage and family counselor, but she just, like, spatted everything to me. And I did, and I, it caught me off guard. And we were by ourselves there. I says, you know, the only thing I could suggest to you, Dorothy, is get some counseling if you've never done it. Well, I've never done that. I don't think he'll agree to it. I said, well, hey, if you don't agree to it, then that's another problem. Well, and I think in that particular case that you just described, sometimes counseling starts with yourself because if, if what she indeed said was, I've never been happy with him. Then you think, well, why did you go on date number two? <laughs> Good point. I mean, I mean, so she has some decision making accountability in her own in her own space that she probably needs to, to you know, to address. Um, and so I suspect at some point she was happy with him, <laughs> and she, you know, and so again, it's how you navigate, you know, those situations. But uh, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of counseling sometimes because sometimes we need that to help us get to that across that bridge to being able to see some of the positivity that's going on around us so do you feel your book will tell people how to be happier or happy is that one of the goals of the book i think the the goal of the book is more to help people find a happy mindset because we don't we're the how-to of being happy is super personal which is principle one happiness is personal so what makes you happy and how you approach something can be very different than what makes me happy and how I approach something. And we always have to remember that piece about about happiness. Just because the science of something says this will make you happier, that may or may not be true. You know, I, I think I told a story in the book, oh, I know running theoretically would make me um, happier because it kicks off all those feel-good endorphins. 
but I just dislike running so much that my mindset doesn't like the sweat, it doesn't like the pounding, it does not like running at all. Oh. And therefore, I negate any of the ha- science of happiness. So it's all, it's all personal. So I think what this book does is it gives people kind of a map of how they can be happier. But each person's map is going to be a little bit different. And you give examples of various people that you've either interviewed in various parts of the country, which I thought were quite interesting. And uh, I mean, to what makes them happy? And it's it, as you said, your your principle one is it's personal, and, and that's what you're trying to tell us, right? Well, it is. It is personal, and sometimes if we're not uh, conscious of that, we end up, you know, especially sometimes happy people um, for can rain on other people's praise. So I can be mostly happy, and if you walk in and tell me that you're super excited because you're going to go run a marathon, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm like rolling eyes, I'm sort of indirectly raining on your parade. <laughs> so happiness is personal is a very two-way street, and we always have to remember that uh, our happiness is personal to us, and we need to honor that, and that doesn't mean, let's say your spouse gets tickets go to the ballet and you're not really so you know the ballet is not your happy zone it doesn't mean you don't go to the ballet with your spouse because that's a different type of happiness you're giving to your spouse you're you're honoring something that they enjoy doing and hopefully their happiness can also make you happy but it also doesn't mean that you never go do anything you want to do maybe you want to go hunting for the weekend so you know you need to make plans to do that because that's your happy zone no, that's, so, that's good. Yes, that's I, true. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it's true in all relationships with our spouse, with our friends, with our siblings, with our parents. You know, anybody we want to have a cohesive relationship with, it doesn't mean happiness is personal. Doesn't mean like, hey, be so selfish that you you don't ever do anything you don't want to do, or it doesn't make you your happiest because there's some other types of happiness you experience. But it does mean that. Um, you also have to carve out time for those things that make you happy. And that's, that's really important. And sometimes it's, you know, meditating or reading or golfing or finding wherever you're in a zen spot. But, I, you know, I definitely agree that it's personal because I, the, 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 speaking of my own situation, it's like you've got to convey, convey to your loved one, to your spouse, to what makes you happy so she can understand or he can understand what things don't make you happy, right? And you're you're trying to explain it's, it's personal, and I but I think there's got to be a dialogue uh, between uh, family members, between kids and their parents, etc. You know, don't just force it upon them. But it doesn't make them. You know, they're gonna they don't want to do piano lessons over and over again. I mean, back when I was growing up, uh, you know, it was sometimes it was forced upon the kids back then to, to do certain things they really didn't want to do. It's but the parents wanted to do. Do you think that, Pamela? Yeah. No, I think we have to be communicative on it because we also have to be like, if you're going to the ballet with me, and I know you don't love the ballet, like I know that's not your happy zone, but you're you're going with me, I, that also has to make me feel really good because it means that you value me enough, True. you care about me and love me enough to, to want me to be happy. And so that can make me, make me feel well um, and, and, and feel good. And so I think that, again, just the communication, like you said, can even be with your, your friends or your coworkers or different people. You want to, you want to, well, if you don't communicate, people can't know where you are. We're, we're not 
I consider myself a highly intuitive person, but I'm not a mind reader. And so sometimes I need you to say, hey, I've had pizza three days in a row at work. I really don't want to go to pizza for dinner. Otherwise, see, I would not have done that. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now with our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible, you're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AARP Louisiana and Ebers Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Dunn Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Miss Pamela Gail Johnson, who is the author of Practical Happiness, and she's discussing the four principles to improve your life. And she's also the founder of an interesting society called the Society of Happy People. So thank you, Pamela, for taking time to be on our radio show today. Thank you for having me today. So we talked about uh, you have four basic principles in your in in your book that I was going to try to touch base. We hope everybody picks up the book. It's available in many locations. Of course, you can get it on Amazon. You can go to our website. I will have it on, on the website soon. So you can order it directly, which is indirectly goes to Mr. Amazon. Uh, but it, I'm sure there's other, other uh, avenues that you can get the book. You have your own website, PamelaGaleJohnson.com. Again, that's PamelaGale, G-A-I-L, Johnson.com. So I'm sure, and definitely I went to your site. You can order it from there as well. Uh, so we discussed a little bit about the first principle being happiness is personal. The second one was quite interesting to me is I love the word zapper. You don't hear that too often, but it, it says happiness zappers can be managed. We'll give our listeners a little bit of overview of what that, what that principle and what that, that chapter is about. Well, we're all going to experience, and I think this is where this book is a little bit unique. We actually do address our happiness zappers because... I think oftentimes people falsely believe that happiness is the absence of happiness zappers. And we have a tendency to un, uh, lump all unhappiness into one category. And I think it's, I think there's a lot of different types of unhappiness. There's, there's what I call legitimate unhappiness, and that's a prolonged healing period, usually involving grief. But then there's other kinds of happiness zappers that are a little bit more fluid, not as severe, and it doesn't mean that we have complete control over them, but we do have a little more control about how we manage them, such as stress. We're all going to experience stress every single day. There's some kind of stress, and we have to figure out what those stress management tools are for us that helps us manage them. There's chaos. Chaos, you know, if you're living in the... Um, you know, if, you, if you're like, we're, we're in bad weather um, months right now. So, you know, when you wake up, you can all of a sudden have a tornado warning that That's you can right. expect. And, yeah, and I'm, in, I'm in the Shreveport area. We have a lot of Shreveport, Louisiana. We're a little bit down from Dallas. So we get all your storms that come eastward. So, yes. yes, they come right to you guys because yeah, I watch those, those, those lines. You don't know that that's a you know, you, you don't necessarily plan that in the morning, but it could happen by the afternoon and you're hunkering in your safe room and, you know, and God willing, it just 
goes on it doesn't doesn't do any damage but if you have some damage from the storm which could be trees down or hail and it, you know it might not be actually a tornado hit but it could still also be other damages there's a chaotic element to that and you have to to go manage it but it's usually very very temporary it's it's not going to um you know be there usually a, a long time and then we have fear most of our fears, and I always remind people, if, if you're in a, a legitimately scary situation, like a tornado is coming, get to your sick room. <laughs> get to, you know, be, be smart. But a lot of our fears are just in our head. We're scared to try new things. We're scared we'll fail. We're scared we'll look silly. We're, we're scared to go for uh, something on our bucket list or dream. And, and it stops us from experiencing happiness. And, and that's the fear in our mind. That's the, the, those are the fears that we have from all over and how we're going to manage those and I, and I look at these situations as manageable so again how we need to choose to manage them is, is again a different thing but it's about managing it so it's not managing us and the final one's annoyances and I think this is the one that we we lose so much happiness because we let you know a disagreement we had with our child or our spouse or a friend just that, that we won't even remember a year from now we just let that ruin the day because we keep replaying it in our head over and over and over again. And I give people on annoyances that benchmark of, you know, if you won't remember it a year from now, put it in the God box, blow bubbles, let it go, throw it on a piece of paper and chuck it into the trash can like a basketball net. I mean, do whatever it is you need to do as a symbolism of letting it go. It doesn't mean pretending that you didn't get annoyed. But it does mean, like I said, if you won't remember it a year from now, it, it's a good thing to, to, to let go of. Now, the bigger happiness zapper is what I call unhappiness. And that can be anything from, it's really about change. Unhappiness oftentimes happens when things change that we didn't want to change. So that could be the death of someone we loved or the death of a pet. Or it could be we have an estrangement in our family or with friends and so we're no longer speaking to somebody for whatever reason that um, feels big and you're needing a time out for whatever reason that is or you could have a health change or a career change that you didn't want and a lot of our unhappiness really is kind of an overlay with grief it's, 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 there's a prolonged element to it and, and there's a healing process to it. it it is one of those things that takes a little bit longer to um, navigate but we, we talk about creating I don't know if you saw it but that map I'll have to send you the, the workbook but there's a zap map we have and we have the graph in there of, of how do you, you need to identify your happiness zapper, identify what kind it is decide if it's controllable uncontrollable or a bit of both and a lot of them are and then try to create a plan to, to manage it. So we always want people, and that map is a zapper management action plan. So we really want people looking at happiness zappers as, as manageable, even something like uh, the loss of someone. So, you know, the biggest happiness zapper uh, loss, uh, whether it deals with our health, whether it deals with a person, or like I said, a job. And there's, there's things we can do to go through that experience. Um, we can go to counseling, we can go to support groups, uh, and it's important, again, to do that so that we're, again, managing that experience instead of it, it managing us. And then, like I said, all the way down to the annoyances that you won't remember a year from now, you know, just creating that habit of like, okay, this is just not worth 
This is not worth me losing 30 seconds of happiness over. Well, I, I love some of your, your examples. People learn by examples, and one of them... I, we experienced, my wife and I experienced, uh, 18 and a half years, we had a little shih tzu that, little Brandy was our was our dog and was our family member. I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call him a dog even. Um, she was wonderful and she passed away after 18 and a half years and it was very much in uh, happiness for both of us and all of our family members and I mean she was again part of the family. She was in every Christmas photograph. She traveled the world with us and, and it, it was it was tough. Uh, and um, you know, I think some of your a- aspects here. You, you told us we we remember the good days. We have pictures of her all over the house, and we remember the the, the, the great days with her. And you know, she was extremely healthy up until one month uh, before she passed. But uh, the greatest dog she gave us un- love that you would not believe, and, uh, and we loved her. But she loved all of us and all of our family members. So. That's one of the, I would say, the happiness after it pulled us for away, and but luckily we rebounded. Uh, but we keep thinking about her you know, each and every each and every day. We talk about Brandy, and on a positive note. So, uh, what, what in that one of the zappers that I think you you mentioned in your book as well? Yeah, because actually studies show that the loss of a pet can emotionally impact us as much as the loss of a person. Um, and so some people. Um, you're a pet owner you get that <laughs> if you're not a pet owner you may not um but yes that our pets have become our family members and, and again my my little guy got his uh, angel wings uh three years ago this this month and you know it's for me it's still I'm, I'm getting where i talk about him more now but it's still a sad you know i still have sad days but we have to, and that's know, okay. I think you a, mentioned you know, earlier. It's okay to do that. You've got to have your sad days. You move on. My, my father had told me before he passed, and several. He says, you know, you. I want you to mourn for me just a little bit, then move on. I want you to be happy. I don't want you to be be sad. You know, forevermore. Just uh, a little mourning, Gary, and not just move on. Just like I hopefully. You will do with with uh, all you know everybody else in our families. We don't need to see. You don't need to hold it back and make you unhappy for the rest of your life. It's sad to say we are we are Greek ethnicity, and you know some of the Greeks in in Greece and other parts of the world. They when when a loved one dies, they wear black forever. They're never happy, never smile after the loved one dies. Which I you know I I can't fathom that. I know my father and mother when they passed would not want that of me being their only child, not to be happy and to move on to think about them remember you know their memory but move on and uh, well and, that, and that's really how, how you know healthy grief works is is that um it, it does become less painful i think o- over time i think that's fair and i've lost both my parents as well at this point it does become less painful over time but you can still have those moments i think my mother's been gone it'll be 18 years this september um, I can still have moments that, you know, I'm just like, oh, I wish she was here and I'm missing her. And it, it may be a day. It may not even be a moment. It may be a day that she's just on my mind and I'm missing her and I'm wishing I could talk to her. And and I think, like, once I got my head wrapped around that that grief becomes something I have to uh, man or live with or manage. Like, it's part of me. It's not something that I just get over. It's not like a cult. Like, oh, I had it. It's gone. 
um, that some days it's still going to show up because it just wants to, and, and, and I just sort of learned that's okay because it's really just a reflection of my love that I had for my mom. So um, it, it it shows up different, and um, it, it's part of it. So that's why unhappiness is a little bit different than the other happiness zappers. Again, unhappiness can come in one day and zing us, and we're not necessarily you know, we didn't plan on it. You, don't, you never sit there and say, oh, I am really looking forward to having a really sad day about whoever <laughs> or whatever. You're, you, you know, you don't want to stick it on the calendar. And, and for me, it's funny. You, you always sometimes think it will be on the anniversary date of something, like, you know, like a day they got sick or a day that you realize that you were about to have this change. And, um, but sometimes it's not. You know, sometimes it's, it's when you see their favorite food and you're like oh yeah she really loves that kind of pie or, or whatever or you're cooking her recipe and and um you're, you're like you know have that little pain it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a different um it's different and sometimes the pain makes you smile because you're remembering this great memory which right well in my case with my mom and then sometimes it makes me cry a little so because i'm that i'm even missing and i don't obviously again you don't really plan that it just shows up and that's the important thing I think you mentioned in your book is it may it may it may hurt you at one point, but you need to think of those positive and happy moments of your your parents of your whoever may have passed or no longer in your life. There, there's got to be happy times. Uh, well, that's more. nostalgia, which is one of our 31 types of happiness in the fourth principle. But yeah, so our nostalgic memories, you know, can just. So those are those things that, like I said, make you smile and make your heart feel super happy when you think about them with um, different people. So what? So the other thing about uh, I think our, my listeners might want to know. So in your book, you tell us how to manage those zappers, and, and so so give us a little nutshell about about that. What 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 do you recommend us to do if we have the we encounter those? Or have encountered. Well, we have the zap. So I call it the zap map, which is the zapper management action plan. And we actually, in the book, there's the, the graphic of it. And okay. if you get an audio book, you can actually, you'll get the link where you can download the graphic of the zap map. And so the big key is you have to identify it. All, all too often, people want to follow into the, this, and this is, and sometimes it's true, so the happiness is a choice kind of quote. I, I do subscribe to, to that to a degree, but sometimes it's not completely true if you're dealing with a happiness zapper. You have to identify it so it's not managing you and you're managing it. Sometimes when we pretend it's not there, let's say somebody hurt your feelings. Right. And, you know, and, and if you've been in a relationship, with, a true relationship with anybody long enough, whether it's your friend, best friend, whether it's sibling, parent, spouse, somebody can hurt your feelings. And so you're having to process that, that, that thing. But if you don't acknowledge that that's what happened, you can't manage it. So it kind of sits under, you know, like a magnet that's deepening uh, un- unhappiness. And so then you start gravitating towards things that, not intentionally, but you start noticing all these things that hurt your feelings because you didn't let this one seg- you know, segment uh, heal. So you have to acknowledge so-and-so hurt my feelings. Um, what kind of zapper is that? It would probably depend on exactly what was said, but it's probably going to go somewhere between stress and annoyances, most likely. It could be unhappiness if it was some 
words that could just never be taken back. Um, and then you have to figure are out some lies. Are some lies told about you? I mean, the, the yeah, like if somebody tells a lie about you, yeah, that that would be maybe unhappiness. Like I said, so you have to figure out where it falls in and who said it. I mean, if somebody's lying about you that you barely know at work, you probably sort of don't care. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're part of my fan club. <laughs> <laughs> But but if you you know let's say it's your your sibling, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, but I've known you my whole life, and you know I'm not like that. Why would you say that? Yeah, I mean that people, can be more hurtful. Some people say things they don't they don't think about what they're saying, right? I don't know where it comes out of their mouth, but it does. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's well they're saying it because they're usually trying to get a reaction from you, but it probably means they're also hurting over something. You may or may not can figure out what what the hurt is, but there's probably pain pain there. So it's not something you can control. You can't control what other people say. So you just you can put it there. What you can control is your reaction and then you you create your plan of action. And again that plan of action, you know, if it's a sibling, you're probably gonna have to try to figure out how to create a bridge, especially if your parents are still here or you have other siblings because you probably don't want to have a situation that impacts everybody else. Um, you may have to accept that that hurt is going to be there for a while. Like, it's just not going to go away. Or maybe you can't, maybe they had misinformation and you are able to, to, to clarify that. Um, like you said, if it's a coworker or a neighbor or somebody you don't really know, you can probably put that into annoyances and not care. <laughs> like you said, just kind of go, oh. Oh. You're, you're a radio guy. I'm sure sometimes somebody says something about you and you're like, why yeah. would they say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah. So you're like that. So that just kind of goes into an annoyance of part of your fan club. You go, yay, I got a fan. So that would be your plan to, to yeah. manage it. But again, that, it's going to depend on your situation. And then the, the plan is fluid. It can change. Because let's say it's your sibling and they keep doing it. <clears throat> you may have to take more, you know, a, a, a bigger stance than ignoring it or forgiving it or, or or those things. You know, you may have to have a, hard, a harder conversation um, with that person or with the people they're talking to. Or, Like I said, the, the, that map is fluid and it can change as our circumstances change. Okay, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tony Country Road Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears Sending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today as a special guest is Miss Pamela Gale Johnson, who is the author of Practical Happiness, Four Principles to Improve Your Life. Thank you, Pamela, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you for having me on. This is the Best of Times. That is the Best of Times. Well, I'm smiling. I hope that's helping. Uh, so... Again, I want to mention my listeners, if you want to pick up a copy of her book, you can visit her fabulous website at www.pamelagaljohnson.com. Again, it's pamelagaljohnson.com. The name of the book is Practical Happiness, Four Principles to Improve Your Life. And we've been, touch- we've been discussing some aspects of her book and some of her, I- some of her principles, and uh, it's been quite interesting for me. 
Um, I think I love this one. You said the Society of Happy People have identified 31 types of happiness to help you identify more happy moments when they happen. Wow, 31 only. That was a, that was an interesting number. Wasn't it, wasn't it even 30 or it even 40? It was 31. Well, actually, over the years, there's actually probably more, but we keep the number at 31 for the 31 days in August for okay. happiness month. Very so we have good. a different type of happiness for each each day. So that's sort of how the number 31 so came So tell about. me why that's in August, right? August, the month of yes, August. Yes, it's August. Well, we celebrate our 22nd, I believe it's our 22nd happiness happens month. So how does how do people participate in the Society for Happy People? Well, if you go to our website sohp.com, there's a, a list you can click, and you know you can get on the Happiness Happens Celebration list. Oh. Probably the easiest way. Well, that's cool. Because we're still finalizing our plans this year. Um, yeah, so I don't want I want to say too much because we're still finalizing it, and if something doesn't fall in place, I don't. <laughs> we'll we'll pivot and go do something else new. <laughs> That's important. You can you're you're adaptable. I like that. I like you're adaptable. So exactly. So one more. We only got a few minutes left of the, in the last segment here. So, uh, so what are some misconception about happiness? Well, I think our biggest misconception is that people assume if you're happy, it means everything in your life is happening is going on perfect, and, and that's just not. So that's people are so so as as I heard you do an interview, you said. A lot of people are faking it, faking happiness. They're, they're good actors and actresses, right? They're faking it. I think a lot of people think people are faking their happiness. But I think, I, I think most, well, here's what I think. And I, and I see this happens all the time on social media. If you know somebody really well, and let's say you think your best girlfriend and her husband are not a, a happy couple or not a happy fit, uh, you may say, oh, they just post all the time how happy they are with their spouse or, and I know they're not that happy I know they're super cranky blah 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 I kind of take it different I think they probably were having a happy moment they were still having a happy moment with their spouse and obviously if they married them they probably loved them at some point and, you know you can't say where they are now because principle three is happiness changes as you change so who knows but they probably are having that happy moment we, we spend a lot of time being competitively uh, judgment, judgmental on happiness. We judge other people's happiness. And the truth is we have no idea how happy or unhappy they were in that exact moment. Now, that moment is a reflection of that moment. It is not a reflection of their complete life. So maybe they are taking care of a sick parent or maybe they are dealing with a boss who's not so happy or, you know, so they have stress going on. Maybe their spouse isn't what you perceive as compatible and, and there's ways that spouse could be uh, a better spouse in your mind, but you aren't in that marriage. So we, we spend a lot of time judging other people's happiness or being jealous of it because nobody's going to be, quote, happy all the time. And nobody is, is um, like I said, you can have a happy moment in a sea of chaos. Well, that's, that's an important statement. You, know, you can be sad times, you can have happy times, but hopefully you have more happy, smiling, positive, optimistic times than than you have the pessimistic, negative times. Would you say that? That is the hope. And I think that you know, the more optimistic, more adventurous, more uh, 
condescending people. Those are the kind of people that I think I've, I've seen in my experience many years of 72 years. Those are the people tend to be more happy. Those optimistic people are way more happier than the pessimistic people that I might well, be. Exactly. People, um, seeing the glass half full, I think, is always a very important part of, you know, a part of, an important part of, you know, that happiness mindset. Uh, like I said, if we, like, I limit my news, I limit my, you know, for the most part, not always, like when this war news here in Ukraine started, I think I spent a couple of days pretty cool to the news, and then I was like, okay, I gotta limit it, I gotta watch, you know, I can watch some, but not 24-7, um, because there's not a lot I can do about it, and um, so, like, we have to figure out what, I mean, there are sad situations that are taking place all over the world, and uh, we have to to sometimes limit that. There are people who aren't going to be as nice as we hope. Uh, so we have to manage that. Uh, we have to decide how much power they're going to have over how we feel. Those are choices we make, you know, every every single day. And everybody, I don't care how happy you are, you're going to deal with some of these, these situations. And so no one is just, you know, happy all the time. It's, that's, it's, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. And, and yeah, we probably shouldn't judge other people's happiness because that's not our job. Well, Pamela, thank you for taking time to join our show today. It was quite informative. For more information about her book and her, her services, do visit her at www.pamelagaylejohnson.com. Thank you again. Best wishes to you and uh, for the near future. Thank you for having me on, and I hope you keep smiling and, and making the world a brighter place. Well, thank you. That's, that's right. We're trying to strive for the best of times as, as much as possible as we can. Thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning into the show. Don't, don't forget to tune into our show every Saturday morning that you can provide you with information that might benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick a personal copy of our magazine, one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Kiel.